the key is we just want to break down what their holdings are and, and what the reality looks like for them because they they were bought that lie that diversification is going to give them some safety in retirement and really it doesn't give you safety when it's only in the market it's time for the retirement reality podcast with the founder of principal preservation services mike koyanen Welcome in to the Retirement Reality Podcast. I am Ben George, joined as always by Mike Coyden, founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. Today, we're going to talk about diversification. You might have saw the headline and, and thought, wait, what is this all about? But we're going to talk all about diversification because it's important uh, as you're working and building a portfolio and a plan. And we want to talk about proper diversification today and, and go through what it means and the definition of it and make sure you're clear on exactly what it's all about. So good show plan today, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing awesome, Ben. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Closing out the final year. I know uh, December is usually, you know, most people think December is a, a month off for a lot of people, but you guys stay pretty busy during December, yeah, right? Yeah, we are. And it's, it's been that way for several years. I, I believe December is one of our busier months and um, everybody's getting that final end of the year planning in and Roth conversions in and contributions. Even though you have some extra time to make your contributions, a lot of them are getting them done end of the year as well. So um, we're busy. We don't we don't uh, take the pedal off the gas really December. Even though we have we got a nice a couple of nice long weekends. You know, with Christmas Eve and Christmas Day coming on a Thursday Friday. I wish it was that way every year. <laughs> and same with New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So we're gonna have some nice days off. Very nice. Well, I got to thinking a little bit about it with the holidays coming up. You know, people get together. We'll see how how much people get together this year with uh, coronavirus and all that stuff. But right. you know, usually everybody likes to maybe sing a little karaoke during the holidays a little bit. It got me thinking, it's a little getting to know you question, Mike. Do you have yeah. a get a go-to karaoke song at all? Well, I've only done karaoke or people say karaoke. I'm not sure the proper way to pronounce <laughs> it, but um, I've done it one time at a friend's house years ago, and that was they had it set up in the basement and had one of those machines. You know, country music is my deal. and Okay. Um, especially if you get up early in the morning and your your throat's a little groggy and you got you're you're just a little deeper baritone you know, sound. Um, <laughs> I think any of this older country, Don Williams is one of my favorites. I grew up listening to Don Williams. He just passed away, I think, a year two years ago. Alan Jackson, uh, that old sound country music, not that new stuff that sounds like pop country music. I'm not interested in that. I like that old stuff. So really, could be anything by Don Williams or Alan Jackson. Very nice. Well, we'd love to hear it sometime. I, have to, I know you used to be a DJ back in the day, too, so maybe uh, you got a little musical background yeah. already. Yeah, I did DJ at an oldie station <laughs> and, and also a country music station. So I did oh, nice. uh, do, do that as well. Um, and even a couple of years ago, I was in Nashville for a conference, and they, um, I had to shorten my trip because I had to go to another conference. And the guy was like, oh, man, you have to experience Nashville. It's my first time there. And they actually took me off the beaten path. Uh, this, I think it's like Santa's Playhouse or something like that. <laughs> Not on the strip, but it it was a double wide trailer that was historically known as uh, in that area for a uh, karaoke bar, and that was a good oh, wow. time. Just watching everybody, and some of my buddies went up there and, and sang, and I did not that night. Maybe next time. Yeah, some of the best parts of karaoke is uh, people watching. It's uh, it can mm -hmm. be quite the experience, and it sounds <laughs> like that place was was just like that. So, oh, it was great. Very cool. Well, look, you, you can find Mike maybe at night at the karaoke bar, but by day, you can find him at Principal Preservation Services online at principalpreservationservices.com is the website and connect with him there. You can set up a time to meet with him, talk through your plan, set up a plan if you don't have it already. And uh, you can also call directly at 
eight eight. So you know, diversification. We talk diversification, Mike. There's a Warren Buffett quote that that might raise some eyebrows. It goes, "Diversification is protection against ignorance. It makes little sense if you know what you're doing." It's kind of an interesting quote. Hmm. Most people would see that and say, "Wait, I thought you want to be diversified." Yeah, exactly. But I think, uh, like Warren Buffett is saying, diversification in the market doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and a lot of people uh, buy into that. It sounds good, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes just because something sounds good doesn't mean it makes it right. And I, I, I definitely agree with that because there's stories after stories where people come in here and and they say they're diversified and we, you know, we, we have to break it down, explain to them you know, what that diversification they're currently in looks like. And when it's all said and done, they're usually not 100% on board with the plan that they were on from their other advisors. So yeah, let's let's dive into that. Yeah, so we'll we'll try to exp- try to figure out why maybe that quote also is accurate, but also that you need to be diversified, and that is one of the keys to being successful in retirement planning. So let's start off with the definition of diversification, and just to make sure that everybody's clear. Uh, first off, what does the average person think diversification actually means? Well, I'll say the average you know person that comes into our office, what they believe it is, is just because they have. Um, you know, maybe 15 to 25 different holdings in the retirement accounts, they believe they're diversified. You know, they got a mixture of stocks and bonds and ETFs and, and maybe some municipal bonds in there, um, uh, mutual funds. And they think that's, and, and they've been told by their current uh, advisor that they're actually diversified and that's what they need to be. And so uh, that's what most people come in and, and share with that, and they've been told that, and they they've been believing that's the proper way to invest for the future, rather than finding out what is actually appropriate for them. They just think diversification is great. But the problem with that that whole problem with diversification is diversification is you know mo- most of the people have all their money in one basket, which I say risk is risk, and you know when if you're truly diversified, yeah, you're diversified in the risk bucket. But what about the other two buckets? We believe in a three-bucket system here. So most people come in here 95 to 99% of their assets in the market. and But they say they're diversified. I said, well, what's the purpose of having that money diversified? And they said, well, my advisor said that's that's what you need to have. And I said, well, it doesn't make sense why they're just telling you to have it. Because if the market goes down, are you just going to be diversified to lose money over all those investments in like a 2008 market? Mm-hmm. So what's the purpose of having it diversified, like Warren Buffett was saying, uh, when it's all subject to losses anyways when the market's down? So the key is we just want to break down what their holdings are and, and what the reality looks like for them because they they were bought that lie, that diversification is going to give them some safety in retirement. And really, it doesn't give you safety when it's only in the market. So that's what the average person typically thinks about diversification. So to kind of help clear it up for us, Mike, what, what does diversification mean to you as an advisor? Yeah, what, what we believe in here is having our clients money have three buckets of money. And you know, the first bucket is risk. There's nothing wrong with having money in the market. But typically, the older we get, maybe the less money we have in the market, and also the, our, the, the, the level of risk that we're in usually typically changes and usually goes down, right? We don't want to be taking those. It's great to see those big gains, but we can't take those sharp losses as well. So you know, we qualify what part goes into that bucket. And that's something we work with the clients with. Um, and we also talk about having another bucket, which is those uh, those pass-through dollars, the checking, the savings, the cash on hand, the CDs, you know, the, the money that doesn't keep up with inflation. <laughs> it's good to have a pile of that money in there. So you're not forced to take 
money out of your investments and pay taxes on it. This is money you've already paid taxes on, or you make some little 1099 interest a year. Yeah, you don't keep up with inflation there, but it's that peace of mind. And then we have some guaranteed money that can't go backwards that makes some nice moderate returns. So it's a mixture between these three buckets that we believe is actually giving a true diversification in retirement, the mixture of risk, the mixture of uh, cash on hand or that emergency funds and some guaranteed money. Uh, because the only way you're not going to lose in the down market is if you have money that's that can't lose. And if you're diversified only in the market, it can lose. Gotcha. Makes a lot of sense. In your experience, how much emphasis do you see the average investor actually placing on the idea of diversification? Because it seems like that's a really very buzzword uh, when it comes to planning. Yeah, I think the ones, not the ones in a typical 401k plan, because they're not typically working with a broker, you know, advisor in that situation, because they're just part of that plan, right? They really don't have any go-to person in those plans. But those that are working with an advisor, typically, that's, like you said, the buzzword, that's uh, the ones who have IRAs outside of the retirement employer sponsor plans. Those are the Typical buzzwords, uh, I would say 75% of the people who come in uh, with those outside IRAs and Roth IRAs um, are actually been sold that diversification is what you need in retirement. So I, I think I would go with a number close to you know, 70, 80%. So let's talk about the idea of being too diversified, kind of going back to Warren Buffett's quote about uh, protecting you against ignorance. Is it possible to be too diversified? It kind of sounds like that's a very easy thing for a lot of people to do if they aren't careful. Yeah, and I think, again, going back to the diversification only in the market side, I mean, that's the issue. Um, When I've seen people who actually, um, a gentleman we're just recently helping, he's coming out as a new client, inside his one IRA that he had with his advisor, he's actually leaving, um, he had 80 to 90 different holdings in that one IRA. I mean, it's like, what was the whole point of this? And he, he just, he, my client couldn't tell me, um, but it was just, it didn't, the diversification was just over the top. And the problem when you have so many different holdings in those uh, risk investments are a lot of times they're just overlapping, right? You know, how much do you want to be in one sector or the other? I mean, if you're going to have risk, invest in, in companies that you're going to believe in, Um or sectors you believe in as well. So over diversification in the market, I believe is is incorrect because I think even Morningstar says once you get past 12, 13 holdings, you're actually over, you're, uh, you're, you're hurting the returns on your investments. Uh, that, that came out a couple of years ago. But tr- proper diversification, like what I talk about the three buckets, you cannot be over diversified, too diversified when you do it properly with the risk and the in the safety and the, the guaranteed money that we we talk about gotcha so that three bucket approach is very important for you and your team uh, with clients maybe you can take us through a scenario mike where you know you put this into play and, and took somebody that came in with a very non-diversified portfolio and, and how you help them balance it out and make it diversified well, it happens all the time, but let's just go back to the coronavirus bubble. Okay. Um, it was so important that when we stru- we bring on the client, we, we help them structure their, their buckets this way and diversify them this way. And this is not just me, but this is the team here, and, and Casey's a big part of that who handles our, our wealth side, uh, management side of the, of the business. But when that things came into play um, with the coronavirus here at end of February in March, when things really went haywire in that six-week period, 
the nice thing is with our clients, they already had a guaranteed bucket, a bucket that couldn't go backwards. They already had money in the bank for re, for emergency reserves because we recommend if you're retired, you should have six months to maybe up to 12 months of your expenses in reserves. If you're working, you should have three months to six months of your expenses while working. So we talk about that and we, we structure our clients, make sure that they're, they're ready for uh, for anything that happens. So when the coronavirus did come and the bubble hurt uh, came and it hurt our accounts, um, we switched uh, clients' withdrawals um, that were normally taking it. If they were at their old advisor, most likely it would have come mostly out of all of the risk. What happens is when you're selling your investments in a down market, you're accelerating the losses and you're locking in losses. So what we did differently was we just we gave them a call. We said, you know, we were taking your money here out of the risk bucket because the markets were doing so well in 2019 and the early part of this year. But now, because we already had established this money that can go backwards, we're going to start taking your withdrawals out of this account so you don't accelerate the losses. And it gives time for the market to recover, which we saw it did. And then in the meantime, for those people who are in a tough bind, by having those extra funds and even those ones who are working still, uh, but then they got laid off and their income their uh, income wasn't as, as high as it was while working. Even with that extra money they were getting for some high income earners, they had money set aside in cash that we already uh, recommended for them to do and set up for them. So they had uh, additional funds and they didn't have to draw money from their IRAs or 401ks. So we had numerous cases this year for those who were already retiring uh, with that three bucket diversification system worked really well. And even the ones who were still working to switch up and take cash out of that that reserve account that I talk about all the time, you, you can never have enough. Well, you can be over, you can have too much, uh, you can have too much in, in the bank because it's only making 0.1 to maybe in a CD one and a quarter, one and a half at best. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not keeping up with inflation. But anything past that six or 12 month period, um, you're actually losing. So but lots of people were coming in here, Ben, that had a month of reserves. I go, that's not oh, enough. Wow. I said, if you have a month of reserves, what's going to happen? You're going to use your credit cards, and then you're going to pay high interest, and then you're going to start taking money from your IRAs or 401ks or taking a 401k loan out. And, you know, not a fan of all that. You need to have that, that money set aside in cash. And so that's what we make sure we establish with our clients. Yeah, I think a lot of people maybe came to that realization, Mike, in, in tw- here in 2020 that, Hey, if I only have a month saved up, I can be in trouble quickly. It didn't take long. I mean, something as unforeseen as a pandemic when nobody could predict it or been prepared for, you know, it kind of opened your eyes that, hey, you got to be prepared for anything. You just don't know when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. Right. And we talk about that. We've talked about for the, for the last six plus years. I said, be prepared. Um, fortunately, the market's been doing pretty well the last six years, you know, outside of what happened earlier this year. Uh, but we tell people, be prepared. We don't know when it will happen. We can't control the markets. We can't control things out of our control. You know, the trade wars with China, we can't control the healthcare pandemic, you know, coronavirus, we couldn't control that. Things that are out of our control will pop up at times, just just like we talk in other areas of life. You need to make sure you, you put your ducks in a row and be prepared for the worst. Absolutely. And diversification is a big part of that and building your plan and building your portfolio. And hopefully today's episode helps kind of clear up what diversification means to Mike and his team at Principal Preservation Services. And I guess, Mike, if anybody has put together maybe their own plan and haven't sat down with a professional yet and feel like they're diversified, you'd probably welcome them in and say, hey, let us just look over your, your portfolio, see where you are and see what you need to be doing to actually become truly diversified. 
Yeah, I agree. And we, we take the time. We will spend hours at no cost to you just to uh, show you what you're doing today and show how we would do things different. And we don't, it's your money, not ours. We want to show you what we can offer you and how we can extend the life of your money without having, uh, you know, if all things are equal and the same, contributions are the same. And we can extend the life of the money just doing things different by being properly diversified will actually help you in a down market. You're actually chasing those big gains. And I have some some graphs to show people as well that those people who take on those those big risks in retirement when too much money's in the market, um, in, in that withdrawal phase, it's actually going to hurt them more than actually just getting something more moderate with less risk. The money will last longer but people don't think about it that way. Look, if you want to go ahead and take advantage of that and, uh, and and take Mike up on that offer to sit down with you and help you out, you get in touch with him a couple different ways. Online at principalpreservationservices.com. When you log on to the website, you'll see the contact button there. It's very easy to do to get in touch with him and set up a time, or you can call directly the office. And there's two offices, one in Woodbury, Minnesota, one in Hudson, Wisconsin, so whichever is more convenient to you. You can call them at 855-987-8888. That number works for both locations as well. So thank you, Mike, for the time today and uh, appreciate going through this and kind of clearing up what diversification is. I think a lot of us make mistakes on do it, trying to do it ourselves, and it's important to, to make sure you're taking the right approach. Yeah, I agree. No problem. I was here to help, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's something that's been talked about, but we want <laughs> the reality uh, to, to come forth. And it really doesn't take long for people to understand uh, the diversification they've been sold is is uh, not what they thought it would be. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Retirement Reality Podcast. Hit subscribe for us, and we'll talk to you again in a week. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.